Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Or welcome for the first time to Capes and Japes. Maybe. I don't know why you're starting on this one, but it's as good an episode as any, probably. I mean, maybe this is your favorite character. In which case, all right. All right, you know, that is fine. Gotta be someone's. Statistically, Statistically, every episode we do is somebody's favorite character. Yes, so I am very sorry for all of the episodes where we dunk on the person we're talking about relentlessly. It's just how you get, you know, our opinions. <laughs> Listen, you're listening to, it's, it's our podcast and we get to pick the opinions. <laughs> Anyways, uh... That character, uh, who you probably, uh, already know if you've seen this episode and clicked on it, is Raish al Ghul, or Raj al Ghul, or Raz al Ghul, <laughs> if you're Liam Neeson. Um, no, uh, n- no one in comics is, like, fully clear how they want to pronounce this. Um, unfortunate that none of it is Rage Al Ghul. Rage Al Ghul. Um, I've, uh, I've always said Rage, uh, because a while ago I heard that that was the correct pronunciation. Um, it's possible that that's not even true. Um, but that is how I say it and how I say it in my head and how I will be saying it throughout this episode. So if somebody is going to come to me and say, actually, it's wrong, um, then I uh, very much apologize. I pronounce thousands of things wrong every day of my life. So... (laughs) God, truly. Um, But yes, uh... Rachel Ghoul is a Batman villain, as people probably know. <laughs> um, he was uh, created by Dennis O'Neill and Neil Adams uh, in the early seventies, um, who were a like very they're like one of the more famous Batman teams. Um, and sort of credited with kind of, like, bringing Batman in a darker direction in the 70s that persisted and then sort of, like, peaked in the late 80s, uh, but did, has continued to this day. Um, and he, uh, is... A, uh, so he was partly inspired by, um, the well, the well-known fictional supervillain, the well-known, very offensive fictional supervillain, Fu Manchu, Mm. um, yes, who was a, uh, character in, uh, pulp novels, uh, written by... Sax Romer, um, the Mountain Goat song. <laughs> Immediately, I'm just, ah, Sax Romer number one. Yes, of course, we all know him. Um, uh, but Fu Man- if you have probably heard the name Fu Manchu, even if you haven't, uh, read any of these books, and you're definitely familiar with the sort of legacy of this character, who is a, uh, extremely offensive, uh, Chinese stereotype with a, uh, long mustache, and he's, uh, like an evil, murderous, mad scientist. Um, and, uh, <laughs> Raish is definitely not the only, uh, comic book character to be influenced by him. Um, you don't say. Uh, yeah, it's weirdly. Honestly, like, I feel like Rachel Ghoul is probably one of the 
less offensive <laughs> interpretations of this trope in comics. <laughs> One of the more well-rounded. Yeah. Um, so, uh, this, uh, might be a little bit strange because, I mean, you know, Orientalism encompasses a wide array of kind of, uh, cultures and prejudices that tend to get lumped together. Um, Rachel, like, it is an Arabic name, uh, and it is, like, it's not made up. It, like, I don't know how, if, like, effective of a translation it is, but it is apparently an actual Arabic phrase that means head of the demon. Or a few different times they call it, like, the head of the ghoul, um, <laughs> which I think is just because they want to have that sort of, like, mirroring. It's like, I don't know if there's a word in Arabic for ghoul, and I don't think it would be ghoul. Unless we took the word from Arabic. Maybe we did take the word from Arabic, and it is just ghoul. Um... But I I don't I don't believe that's uh, true. Rachel Ghoul. Head of the ghoul. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, well, I mean, I feel like it doesn't sound as cool when you just translate it directly like that. Um but uh Raish the character um has he's had sort of a, a weird series of origins um his first origin story um was written in the early 90s uh after crisis on infinite earths um and uh he was uh east asian initially he was chinese and he was like part of like a group of, like, a nomadic Chinese tribe, um, and then ended up sort of, like, establishing himself in North Africa, and then, like, took the Rachel Ghoul name, um, t as, you know, because that's where he's kind of based himself now. Um, I think later, like, origins like give him a uh like i think at one point uh talia references him being like like living in like the the byzantine empire um he's immortal also like <laughs> important, just to, as note, FYI. important to note <laughs> important no um and uh recently um Neil Adams, the artist who, you know, co-created him, um, has, like, was on uh, a panel, uh, or, like, did an interview or something, where he was like, uh, we create an equal to Batman, and that's what Rachel Ghoul is all about. He's not necessarily Arabic, he's not necessarily Eastern, he's not necessarily Western, he's not necessarily anything. He's just a villain, and he's equal to Batman. Which is, like... <laughs> Dude. Buddy, <laughs> I don't, that's not really how it works, is the thing, is when you have a character who is, like, using very specific, like, cultural signifiers, um, in, uh, a medium where characters from pretty much any non-Western origin tend to not be treated super well, <laughs> to put it lightly. Um, you don't, you, it, you don't really get to say, like, it doesn't matter where he's from, and I do not care. Um, but, uh, comics do, do seem to largely have decided that it does not matter where he is from, and they do not care. Um, his father is a, uh, villain called the Sensei, um, 
who is at least in the initial incarnation from Hong Kong, but he also wasn't, he's also immortal. And he was like, he has been like a Batman antagonist since like before, like a few years before Raish was introduced and he wasn't revealed to be his father until like the mid 2000s. Um, which I think, I don't think this was something they had in the pipeline for like 30 years. I think probably they just sort of came up with it. Um, They're as like, is oh, true hey. So- <laughs> hey, interesting. Uh, as is true of so many things in comics. Uh, but I, I don't, I don't know if whether or not Raish knows this. I haven't read the, the storyline in which this was revealed, or I haven't read most of it. I read the part. I read the parts in it where Tim was really sad, <laughs> but not like the Rachel Ghoul stuff. God, that's the most so Olivia I thing. I only read this comic where Tim was sad. Anything else, I have no idea what happened in it. I have no idea, no clue whatsoever, but Tim was very sad for part of it, and I loved loved to see it. Um, so, um... This guy, this man, uh, regardless of where comics decided he came from, um, I th- they generally keep this basic concept where he, uh, he settles, he, like, establishes a life for himself in this, uh, North African city. Um, he becomes, uh, a doctor, um... He he discovers he apparently discovers the uh uh germ theory of disease independently hundreds of years before anyone else <laughs> discovers it um and uh does not tell anyone um I mean why I would you why would you? He's using it for evil. Um, and he, uh, he gets married, uh, to a woman named Sora, uh, and you, you'll never guess, you'll never guess what happens to this woman who marries this villain in his backstory. Uh, she dies? Yeah, she dies. Uh, he is, um, so he... While he is doing his physician work, he also makes a, uh, very important discovery, uh, which is the existence of a Lazarus pit. Uh, one of the things that's most associated with, uh, the character throughout his, his comic book existence, um, which is... We've talked about it before because it's uh, one of DC's kind of fail-safes for bringing people back to life. Um, it's a uh, it's a big pit, and if you put someone dead in it, they uh, can come back to life, but they will come back to life unhinged, um, temporarily or possibly permanently unhinged. Depending on how comics wants to write it. Um, you want a completely different character? Toss him in a Lazarus pit. Yeah, exactly. Um, or sometimes, if you... Um, they've said before, it's like, oh, if you put someone in there who's already, like, you know, mentally unstable, then they'll come out normal. It's like, what? I don't... I don't Why? trust that. <laughs> I don't trust like that. Absolutely not. Um, but he, they also, there are like, uh, there's more than one of them. Um, but all of their like existences and locations are kept very secret. Um, but Raish, uh, in his capacity as a physician discovers one. Um, he like, uh, he saves uh the prince 
of this, like, uh, city that he's living in, uh, who is dying, um, brings him back to life, um, he comes back, he be- becomes unhinged, he, Detroit becomes unhinged, um, he, uh, attacks and kills Raish's wife, um, and, uh, the sultan, uh, is like, well, that can't be my son's fault. That must be your fault. Your pit is broken. Um. <laughs> well, there's your problem. Your pit's broken. You gave me a bad pit. And, uh, sentences him to death. Um, he manages to escape because a, uh, uh, a patient who he had helped earlier uh, rescues him, um, and he comes up with this scheme for revenge where he, uh, well, first of all, uh, uses his knowledge of germ theory to uh, infect the prince and the sultan with a, uh, a deadly virus, um, and then, because apparently that wasn't enough, just destroys the whole city. <laughs> He, he I feel gotta. like you could have just done that in one step, sir, but... No. No. Um, and at this point, he he takes the name of Rachel Ghoul. It is not fully clear when in history this takes place. Um, at some, like... There have been a lot of different answers given for how old he actually is. Um, uh, like, at some point, like, going, uh, like, up to and beyond a thousand years, um, even though early on it was just, like, maybe, like, 400, uh, now it's like, no, he's a thousand years old. (laughs) Uh, but... However, however long ago this was, he's able to, uh, discover more Lazarus pits, which he largely, you know, keeps guarded and, like, uh, you know, uses for himself, um, and uses them to, obviously, to make himself immortal. Um, it's, like implied that, like, every time he uses them, he, uh, becomes a little more unhinged. Um, and he, you know, as is, as is the case with, uh, powerful immortal characters, he, it's like, oh, he was, uh, he fights in the French Revolution, uh, and he fights in the Napoleonic Wars and stuff like that. Um, and eventually, uh, eventually, uh, decides that, uh, humanity is the virus. Hashtag, uh, nature is healing. Um, and... Hashtag ecofascism. Hashtag. Yeah, extremely, uh, extremely that, uh, decides that, uh, basically, uh, people need to be wiped out or at least have their population greatly reduced um so that uh the world can uh flourish um so basically basically what they made mcu thanos um despite that not being thanos's original comic book thing um and it's also not like I I feel like most the more time goes on with race, the less they focus on this aspect. And like probably part of that is like for the last, you know, fifteen years or so, like almost pretty much any time he gets brought up, it's in the context of like Talia and Damien and like his relation to them. Um but it's also like a lot of Rachel Ghoul stories focus on like Lazarus Pit stuff and like League of Assassins stuff. Um and it doesn't seem like he really talks about the environment all that much. <laughs> <laughs> he got distracted on his mission. He built a 
sweet ass team of uh, murder ninjas. Um, and then he was like, all right, hold on. I got to spend like a hundred years just making the most cool, powerful murder ninjas in the world. Um, and then he's like, oh, shoot, the environment. Ah, I knew I was forgetting something. Ah, beans. Um, so, yes, uh, the League of Assassins, obviously, um, is a, uh, group that uh Rachel Ghoul leads um who show up in uh many uh many different places uh throughout comics and they obviously uh the much like the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants the name is pretty self-explanatory <laughs> um yeah yeah they are a uh league of uh, highly trained elite assassins who are, you know, uh, experts in, like, all sorts of combat. Uh, Raish is, you know, very kind of exacting about the standards of being good at murder that they need to live up to. Um, there have been, like, a, a like, various occasions where, like, characters trained with them for, like, Black Canary, I'm pretty sure at some point, like, goes to study with the League of Assassins just to get better at fighting, generally. Um, but the, uh, the League is one arm of this sort of network of, uh, like, shadowy organizations that Raish leads, which are collectively referred to as the demon. <laughs> um, which is a little bit confusing just in the sense that they're like, oh, look out for the demon. It's like, oh, that guy? Like, no, that guy's the head of the demon. The oh. demon <laughs> is the weird shadowy cabal that he runs. They're like, then why why is it called singular now the demon? <laughs> Well, the same sounds cool. reason you could call capitalism the plague. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, he, uh, obviously being around for, uh, hundreds and hundreds of years, um, he is able to, uh, establish quite a lot of money for himself. Um, and he uses this to, uh, you know, build, uh, build cool houses and fancy, wear fancy robes, and also, uh, to give nothing back to the environment. No, which, like, again, buddy, <laughs> there's, like, a very, like, it seems like you have kind of lost sight of your mission, because there's one pretty straightforward thing you could do, and that's spend less resources teaching people how to be really good at swords, and just, like, you know, donate to, like, the Amazon and stuff. Not the Amazons. The rainforest. And not Jeff Bezos. Not Jeff Bezos. Um, but, uh, yeah, it it's very, it's, it is a very lightly sketched motivation. Um, but he does, you know, he uses his wealth not to save, uh, the planet, in all of the various ways that that could be helpful, but, uh, to establish shadowy criminal organizations with, uh, ties to major governments and just all those very, uh, traditional villain things. Um. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, so he, uh, you know, does, uh, does all of this, uh, various evil. He, uh, establishes all of his, uh, shadowy organization. He, uh, hangs out for hundreds of years, keeping himself, uh, young through the Lazarus pits. Um, he has, uh, a daughter named Talia, who we will, uh, we will be talking about, uh, next week. Spoilers, but, uh, <laughs> probably could have guessed. Um, 
and he has another uh slightly less well-known daughter named uh Nissa um who uh is the daughter of him and a Russian woman who he met in like uh the 1700s um and i think she um she sort of uh cuts ties with him because of all the evil he's doing uh and then he basically leaves her to die and then she's like okay new plan i'm gonna kill you (laughs) um if you leave you won't have access to the lazarus pit Ah, mm. hmm. swords um, up, old man. Let's go. Um, she. Uh, this is uh the focus of a Batman story called uh Death and the Maidens. Uh, and one thing like her plan is uh she wants to kill her dad, but she also wants to. Destroy all hope and optimism in the world by killing Superman. I mean, um, lofty goals. Lofty goals. Uh, all of it. All of it gone. Which it, one do you? Which one do you think she thought was going to be harder? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a good question. It's it's funny to me just because this is a um, it's like a Batman story. So I do think it's very funny to imagine Clark showing up to Gotham like, hey, Bruce, you having some trouble over here? And then this girl just tries to shoot him with a gun. And he's like, where did this come from? I've never met you. <laughs> and she's like, you're practice for me killing my father. <laughs> <laughs> I've decided that one's harder. Um, but uh, yeah, so he has uh, he has two daughters. Uh, he also has a son uh named uh Dusan who is uh also introduced in like the 2000s um but uh Raish apparently sort of uh rejected him because he was born an albino um come on Raish come on buddy come on you've been alive uh, for how long and you're just going to be like <gasps> really prejudiced i don't believe it you've been around (laughs) you know what's up you've seen all kinds of people um his uh his son is basically uh well we'll 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 get to it his son is basically introduced for like one purpose and then pretty much immediately dies so that's bad yeah no it's not great um but all that being said, he travels the world, builds this uh, League of Murderers, uh, along with a bunch of other shadowy organizations that aren't really talked about as much because they're not as cool <laughs> as, you know, a bunch of shadowy assassins, um, has, uh, has some kids, and uh, at some point runs afoul of the Dark Knight himself. Um, I think, I think his first appearance, like, was, it was something of, like, uh, like, Bruce getting involved with Talia, uh, and then Ray shows up like, hey, (laughs) hey! Cut it out! Um, cut, stop, you stop that! Crazy kids! Um, Get off my lawn and away from my daughter. (laughs) I don't Uh, know what my motivations are right now, except (laughs) go away. (laughs) I have a lot going on. I don't know who Um, I am. My other daughter's trying to kill me. Just leave. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but he does, uh, (laughs) he does pretty quickly, um, establish this kind of interesting relationship um with Bruce where uh he has like a genuine respect for him um and sort of sees him as like 
you know, an intellectual equal, uh, so to speak. He figures out, uh, Bruce's identity, um, but keeps it to himself, um, out of, you know, whatever code of honor this is. Um, he also, um, this is just sort of cute. It, this is cute. It's, it, it's probably weird, but I think this is cute. Um, he addresses him, like, consistently as, uh, detective, um, because, you know, like, in kind of, like, a respectful way, um, and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, this is, like, a very specific title that Raish is using, like, specifically for Batman to indicate, like, how much he admires his, like, intellectual prowess, um, but then he also uses it for, like, Dick, Jason, and Tim at, like, different points, and it's like, buddy, I think you just, I think you just really want to be part of this family. <laughs> you can't give them all the same fun nickname. Do you think he just doesn't remember their names? <laughs> That's probably it. Um, He's like, there's too many of you now. You're all detective. Except for my grandson. I know his name, obviously. Obviously, I know his name. My beautiful baby boy. Detective. Uh, <laughs> um, with Tim, it happens during that one, um, that one story arc while Dick is Batman, where Race tries to, like, basically sends assassins after, like, the entire Pat family, um, and Tim is able to, like, mobilize, like, his friends and the Titans to, like, stop them all and save everybody, um, and he, like, reveals this, like, while he's having this, like, big fight with Race, where he's like, oh, I outsmarted you, and then Race is like, good work, detective, uh, and <laughs> then he, he knocks him. He, he's like, <coughs> I can't tell this kid that I'm proud of him. <laughs> yeah, um, and then he does push Tim out of a window, and then well. Tim is, um, is falling, and he's like, it's okay that I'm dying, because I know Bruce would be proud of me, um, and then Dick swings in to save him, um, and he's like, Tim, that was so dangerous, and how did you know I would catch you? And Tim's like, you're my brother. You'll always be there for me. Um, <laughs> Just, uh, so, I mean, of, of course. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, so just once again. Okay. Uh, just, ah, uh, <laughs> don't worry, dick mode initiated. Of course you would catch me. Yeah. Every I wasn't time... completely prepared to die. <laughs> <laughs> not, not to, like, derail uh, but every time Tim shows up in anything, it's just like there's so much to unpack immediately. Like he cannot, he cannot tone it down for even a second. And I love him. Uh, anyways, so Rachel Ghoul has this sort of, uh, you know, like weird respect, uh, for Batman. Um, which is why he, uh, at, like, a few different points, he's like, actually, uh, Batman should marry my daughter because I think he would be an appropriate, uh, heir to take over for me someday. And Bruce is like, well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna do that because <laughs> you're, like, evil. Why, why would I take over your League of Assassins? Like, because I, we understand each other. Bruce I'm is like, a founding member really. of the Justice League. <laughs> Raish. Buddy. Um, a lot, um, a lot of Raish's plans, uh, obviously, like what he does in Batman Begins. Um, an extremely formative movie for me, uh, Despite the fact that I didn't really figure out until uh, later that I was like, hey, that guy probably shouldn't have been white, right? <laughs> hey, hold on. Um, but much like that, he loves to, you know, like, 
perform, like, classic Ray. She loves to perform biological warfare. Um, always, like, you know, developing, like, contagions and trying to release them into the world, or specifically Gotham. Um, and then Bruce has to stop him, and then Rage has to be like, hmm, another, mm, another, another good job, detective, but I will get you next time. Uh, I will either defeat you or convince you to marry my daughter. One of the two. One of the two. <laughs> One of the two. Watch out. Um, I, at some point he does, uh, neither the first nor the last, he does steal Batman's contingency plans that he has to defeat every member of the Justice League in case they turn evil. Uh, and then every single time they're like, Bruce, why do you have those? They have done us so much more harm than good. And Bruce is like, my brain makes me. My Listen, I don't know how to tell you this. My brain is bad. <laughs> um, He, uh... During this uh, Death in the Maidens storyline in 2004, uh, Nyssa does manage to kill him, uh, and they burn the body. Um, but it's comics, and also this is specifically a character who's famous for being immortal. Um, yeah. Do so they just, like, he, throw the ashes in the pit? <laughs> And the pit's like, oh, I remember this dude. Yeah, here you go. <laughs> you just gotta leave him there for a while. It's like that, like, where the kids, like, Palpatine animation, where it's like, I'll heal my broken body with the force. Yep. <laughs> 36 years later. Um, but he, uh, does come back, like, three or four years after this. Um, and this is where they introduce, uh, his son, Dusan, because in order to come back, he needs, uh, he needs to, like, transfer his soul, um, into someone else's body, which is a thing he can do, and it's not entirely clear how um he's had so much time to work on it he god he's he, he's been he's been astral projecting out the wazoo <laughs> um just waiting just just waiting uh so initially uh he apparently wants this body to uh be damien um, in one of the, uh, one of those classic recurring Damien themes of, uh, this whole side of his family deciding he doesn't have autonomy over his own body. <laughs> um, God, God help these kids. Uh, but he ends up, uh, his son, Dusan, is at first, who is, is still loyal to him for whatever reason. Um, Lazarus at first, Pit. Lazarus Pit. Um, it's really compelling. Anything, yeah, anything to do with, uh, with the Al Ghouls, the answer is simply Lazarus Pit. Um, he, uh, his son at first is trying to help get Damien so Race can come back into his body. Um, and then... And, uh, after Rage hops between a few different bodies, um, ends up accepting, like, taking on Rage's soul into his own body, um, and then basically becomes Rage, but also there's, like, a little fragment of his son that's still in there, uh, but that's probably not the case now because this was pre-New 52, so we've rebooted twice since then. <laughs> um, also then, um, this is just whack. He moves to Gotham, and Batman does an extremely fucked up thing where he, like, fabricates a fake identity for him. Um, and, like, a fake, like, 
a fake prescription um, and brings him to Arkham like, yeah, this guy uh, is nuts and thinks he's immortal, so keep him in here. Um, that is extremely hey, fucked Bruce? up. That's really dark. Like, I get, like, I understand that he uh, is evil and has done terrible things. Just don't um, let him move to Gotham. Just tell him to get out of there. Um, I understand he's a threat to your son specifically, but, like, holy moly, buddy. At um, this point, it would be kinder to just kill him, I think. I feel like, God. Um, it's I mean, wild. obviously it doesn't it's, last that long. Yeah. It's wild to me how, like, Bruce is like, I have one line that I will not cross, and it's murder. And it's and then he does, like, a bunch of things that are way worse than murder. <laughs> that are definitely, like, worse than murder, for sure. Um, uh, this storyline, the the resurrection of uh, Rachel Ghoul storyline, is also where that, that sad Tim scene that um, I was referencing, not the one where he falls out the window, but a different sad Tim scene related <laughs> to Rachel Ghoul, where um, it's like... Uh, one of, I think, uh, Dusan is like, hey, if you, uh, swear loyalty to Ra's al Ghul instead of Batman, I will let you use a Lazarus pit to bring all your dead friends and family back to life. And Tim's like, damn, I'm really sad about my dead friends and family. Um, and then Dick shows up to be like, Tim, don't, don't do that. And then they have a fight, and then Tim's, like, going to, like, take, like, a sample from the Lazarus pit, and then he, like, breaks down crying, and then, like, Dick's just holding him, and Tim's crying. And anyways, that's the part of that story that I read. Yeah. Don't know what else is happening, but, uh, that, you know, just every time, every time Tim is somewhere, he's gotta be doing whatever he's doing. Um, but, uh, yeah, so as mentioned in, like, recent years a lot of the time when race shows up it's like something to do with damien um or talia or both um and i feel like like even before that a lot of the emphasis again was on like oh the league of assassins is doing stuff or like oh somebody's trying to use a lazarus pit for something um and not a whole lot of eco-terrorism, um, which, uh, I mean, in some, in some ways may be more explainable because, again, if he is trying to save the environment, uh, there's definitely a lot of ways he could do that that aren't uh, that would be more effective than his uh, extremely evil plans. It kind of seems <laughs> like he just wants to do evil plans for fun. I mean, have fun, make money, form a League of Assassins. Yeah. Um, fight Batman. Fight Batman. You're immortal, um, that's the life. <laughs> I am, um, I am pretty fond of Raish, um, I, which is how, like, I'm, like, such, like, a, a Batman fan that, like, most Batman villains, except for the Joker, uh, like, every time I see them, I'm like, aw, it's this guy. <laughs> oh, hey. He's back at it. Um. I know them. I know them. Um, but, like, I do think, uh, like, I, I think that the weird thing he has with Batman is, like, pretty fun and, like, pretty you know, is something that sort of keeps things interesting and makes him distinctive in the, uh, the Batman rogues gallery. Like, all of Batman's villains have weird, intense relationships with Batman. Um, but, like, this specific thing that, uh, Rage has, I think is kind of neat. Um, and also he, uh, Wears a big dramatic cape, and you do have to respect that. You love the fashion. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go on Twitter later, like, I'm sorry about what I said about Rachel Ghoul. you do not under any circumstances gotta hand it to him. 
Um, <laughs> but I do, I mean, I do, I do, I do like to see him. And maybe part of why I like to see him is that, like, I really love Damien. And it's not like Raish is, like, a positive figure in Damien's life. Um, but I see him and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get some good Damien content out of this. You see Raish and you're like, oh, I know who's coming next. <laughs> I know who's going to show up. I want to see my little boy. Here he comes. Here he comes. Uh, but yeah, those are uh, those are my my thoughts about this uh, <laughs> this terrible man, this weird old man, this weird old grandpa. Um, did you have anything to discuss to comment upon? Olivia, guess what? What was that? I read a <gasps> comic. Oh my goodness. Uh, specifically, I read a graphic novel. Um, wow, that's like a big comic. Yeah, I mean, it took me like an hour to read, which is really nice. And then I was sitting there like, oh, I love reading. Why don't I do this all the time? <laughs> anyway, I read uh, Bloom by Kevin Panetta and Savannah uh, <gasps> Ganesho. Oh, I... I think they just announced that they were doing a sequel to that. Hell yeah, timely. Um, Incredibly timely. I looked at my bookshelf and I was like, what's been on here for a long time that I think I can finish reading before podcast? Wow. Well, I don't think I could finish reading this before podcast, but I will grab this book and I will grab a bookmark because I have wanted to read this for a long time. It's very <laughs> cute and it made me want to bake bread. <gasps> oh, that's that's a that's a good feeling. Yeah. Although it did I I looked I looked in my kitchen and um I didn't have any baked goods, but I did have leftover cheesecake and I was like, I'll take some <gasps> ill-advised cheesecake. <laughs> it's 2 p.m., nobody's home. I make the rules. <laughs> Who's going to stop me? We've got all this cheesecake and it's got to get eaten. Uh but it's very cute. I do recommend it. I am going to look up to see the sequel. Uh, how about you? You read anything this week? Um, I have. Uh, I have been reading more Invincible. That's going to be an ongoing refrain for a while. Um, because there is a lot of this. <laughs> um. And I've been reading relatively slowly. But Invincible, still really good. It <laughs> turns out. Um, we also, um, the Venom 2 trailer dropped today as we're recording this. I have not watched the trailer yet. Neither have I. Um, okay. I am, um, I am curious. I love Venom. It's not good. <laughs> I would not call Venom a good movie. I'd call it an um, enjoyable movie. A very enjoyable movie. And I think part of what made it so successful was like like a very unintentional kind of weirdness. Um so I am curious as to how the sequel will approach that cuz I feel like if they try to, like, be Venom levels of campy, but, like, intentionally, um, it, like, would probably fall kind of flat. Um. They should probably just let Tom Hardy do whatever he wants. <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say, is I was thinking, like, just let Tom Hardy loose to do incredibly bizarre line readings and be like, well, he got us, he got us that far the first time, so... <laughs> Could you climb up a really tall tree, like, super duper fast? <laughs> pile of bodies, pile of heads. Wow. I should watch Venom again. Let's, let's um, all watch Venom again. We Join should us. all watch Venom. Hey, come watch Venom with us. Um, yes. Um, also, I think DC's Festival of Heroes, which is its, like, special focusing on like asian characters is coming out today when you're if you're listening to this when it comes out it comes out today um 
and I am, uh, I'm excited about that. I'm going to check it out, hopefully this week. Uh, but yes, that is all. Um, if you want to keep up with us and episodes we post, you can follow us online on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look for us at Capes and Japes. Uh, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com. If you have questions or comments or concerns, uh, we have a Discord server where you can uh, come hang out and uh, share pictures of your pets and do other stuff, um, I guess. Uh, and we also have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, you can uh, get bonus episodes, watch stuff, maybe Venom, um, and pick what topics we talk about. Um, we also, if you can't support us on Patreon, but you want to help out the show, you can potentially do that by uh, leaving a rating and review where you listen to it, or telling a friend about the show if you think they would like it, um, and also just by coming, uh, coming back and joining us, as you have once again this week. Uh, so thank you for being here on this episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, throw me in a Lazarus pit, sexy Batman. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta throw me in that pit. <laughs>